Pat Michu is an author, television personality, internationally acclaimed speaker, and business coach. Her newest book, Stop Compromising and Make All the Money You Want, a do-it-yourself guide to starting up and starting over, was released in July of 2013. She has also co-written Leadership Gurus Speak Out, contributing her wisdom and expertise in the fields of human resources, sales, marketing, and trading. She has appeared regularly in media and print publications. Pat won the 2012 and 2013 Stevie Awards, Female Entrepreneur of the Year in Canada, the 2014 Stevie Award for Women in Business, Female Executive of the Year in Canada, was nominated for the 2014 RBC Canada Canadian Women Entrepreneur of the Year Award. Uh, Pat has been named one, as one of the top 100 women entrepreneur experts to follow on Twitter, and her Twitter handle is at Pat Michu. According to Pat, her most incredible role in life is that a grandmother to three outstanding young teens. Find out more at HirePat.com. Pat, how's it going? Hey, good morning. So happy to be here. Yeah, it's I took that little exit. I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> yeah, yeah so, this is great. We have great stuff to share. Yes, and I wanted to bring you on to this summit because... Uh, I heard you speak a little while back. I think it was almost two years ago now. Yeah, two years. So this was actually back like right after I had quit my job. So this was yeah. kind of one of the motivational things that really pushed me into my greatness. And so it's always a pleasure to hear from you, of course. And it looks like today we're going to talk about stop compromising and make all the money that you want. And this uh -huh. is something that I know so many people relate to because they come up with every excuse in the book as to why they shouldn't be doing uh, yeah. whatever it is that they want to follow. So I'd love it if you could share a little bit of your story of how you should stop compromising. Hey, I'm happy to share my story. And what I'm so excited about is that you and I doing this interview, we take away all the excuses because some people will say, they'll look at me and go, well, you know, I'm not that age, so I don't relate. But then they look at you and go, oh, well, I can relate to you. And then they look at you and go, yeah, but you're a guy, so you can't understand me. But then they look at me and go, oh, but you're a woman, so you can't understand. So I think just the two of us take away all the excuses, which is fabulous. My message to the world, actually, is that it is never too late to start living the life of your dreams. It's never too late. And I am the poster child for baby boomers in that sense. A number of years ago, I uh, I walked out of my 22-year marriage. You know, life had been really good. I seriously, I grew up in a great family. I had a great career. I loved my work. <coughs> Excuse me, bit of a cold today. And everything was going fine. And then all of a sudden, it was like I was living that Snoopy cartoon life, you know, with that one character where the black cloud comes in. Uh, but typically, the black cloud will go out. But in my case, it came and it settled for a little while. So in a short period of time, uh, I went through a lot of major life hits that most people have over the course of their lifetime. So for me, it was the case that, first of all, my career was booming. I was on contract with a firm out of Seattle, Washington. Now, at the time, I was living in Western Canada. And so I was on contract with them to expand their programs and their services around North America, particularly in Canada and particularly in French Canada, because I'm bilingual. Now, that uh, opportunity really took me to places of my dreams. I was mentored by Lou Tice, one of the best in the world uh, around critical thinking skills, mindset. And that's really where I developed my expertise in that area. Now, 
That was the good side. The downside is as you work with somebody like that in the, and in that arena, I my potential was like um, on steroids. <laughs> you know, I was just reaching a lot of dreams. On the home front, my ex-husband, who was 10 years older than me, was really, his dream was to retire and move on into this shop in the backyard and make the world go away. So we were obviously on different tracks. And during that period of reflection and revelation, if you will, my beloved father-in-law was diagnosed with terminal cancer. My mother-in-law was in the middle stages of Alzheimer's, and I was one of her caregivers. My best friend was dying of breast cancer. Our children were having their first uh, pregnancy, and my daughter-in-law gave birth prematurely to twins at 25 weeks. And that really was a point in time where I came off the road. I was on a speaking circuit, and um, one of the twins was born without a brain and was taken off life support, and he passed away after a few days. The other little guy was transferred to a major hospital for open-heart surgery, eye repair, all kinds of surgeries. It was a tough time in the family and for me. And to know that the people that I loved were going through all those challenges and I was living in a very negative home environment, it was not in alignment. And so I made a decision that this, you know, we hear that expression that God whispers and then he taps you on the shoulder and then it's like, kabam. <clears throat> so I felt all of these life hits were the smack on the side of my head. So I made a decision at that point. And actually, I'll tell you a piece of the story I, I rarely share, but for your audience, I want you to hear this. My best friend's husband called me one day and she said, her name was Pat too. And he said to me, Pat has finished all her chemo treatments, you know, and she's hitting a rough spot. She wants to go out for lunch one last time with you. Will you pick her up? So I did. We went to our favorite place in downtown Edmonton, and she said to me, it was a hot day in July, and she said to me, if you don't mind, I'm going to take my wig off. She had lost all her hair from chemo. I'm going to take my wig off. It's driving me crazy. She says, you know, and I know that this is one of my last outings. I have fought the battle. I have nothing left to give. I'm ready, I'm at peace, and I'm ready to go. And she looked at me and she said, we know that I'm dying. When are you going to start living? Wow. Well, yeah, hello. Now, if that doesn't catch somebody's attention. So needless to say, I made a decision. I walked out of the marriage. I walked out with nothing. I didn't need anything. I believed in myself. My soul was dying. I had to get out of there. And so I did. I just walked out the door and I didn't look back. Now, for anybody who's listening to this podcast, who's been in a marriage any length of time, let alone 22 years, you know that you create a lot in a life like that. Um, you create a lot of material goods. You create a lot of financial stability. There are a lot of things that come into play. And my decision was that there had to be more. I could be more, and uh, really I felt it was a good decision for everybody for me to go. One of my steps in my book, Stop Compromising, is that you must eliminate toxic people from your life. You must. Some people are not good for you. In my case, I had so much negativity around me, I removed myself from the negativity, and I left all that behind. So I walked out the door, and so long story short, my best friend died, my father-in-law died, my mother-in-law died, my grandson died. I felt as though it was a shedding of my life, which was quite interesting when I stepped aside and I looked at it that way. It was a shedding of the life that I had there. I had lived my purpose there. 
And so I made a decision and moved across the country at age 55. I started over in the speaking and coaching business at age 57. And so in these few short years, after taking my business off the shelf, I've grown it from zero to half a million last year, and we're going to hit a million this year. That is so, awesome. <coughs> thank you. <clears throat> it is quite the story, I will say, and it took a lot of courage, my friends. I'm not saying it was easy at all. It wasn't easy. Ben and Jerry became my best friends because I didn't know anybody here on the, the East Coast, and you got to have somebody. Everybody needs somebody. But the thing is, I had belief, and I still had a lot of dreams, and I have a lot of energy, and I have my health, and it's like, hey, you know, like, why not? <laughs> why not do whatever I want to do? And so that is my story. And what I did was in the book, which is what I hopped up <laughs> to get here, in the book, I give you all the steps that I took to reinvent myself, to transform my life, where I went from literally the equivalent of my life in a trash bag when I walked out that door to now a personal life where I travel around the world in a private plane every year uh, for a month. I get to explore 10 different countries. I blog the trip for the travel agency. I've created a business life where, you know, I'm financially sound now. I have a solid team. I have amazing clients, great contacts like you, my friend, and opportunities to share the story and inspire people. That's what excites me. And that's the dream. But something came to mind real quick. <coughs> I just wanted to ask you, a lot of people look at this idea of removing the toxic people from your life and walking yeah. away uh, and mistake it for being you're running away from a problem because you're not. You're actually generating the life that you really want. So how could we uh, kind of put this into perspective for some people who are concerned that they might actually be running away as to, opposed to uh, fixing the problem at hand? You know, and that really, that sums it up right there in the way you explain that, because as human beings, we default to the negative. We always default to the negative, I'm running away, when in fact, what I was doing was running into my future. I was running into my dreams, I was running into the vision. So again, in the book, in the first two steps, I identify clearly, you've got to identify what you want. Because if you don't invent your future, somebody else will. And that's when you settle. And secondly, then, along with identifying what you want, know the dream, bring the dream to life, you've got to write it down. You've got to have a plan. Now, whether that's a simple vision board or whether it's an actual plan, you've got to have a plan. And so those two items, when they're lacking, of course you're going to look back. That's all you've got. Yeah. But it's no different than getting in the car and not having a sense of where you're going. You're still looking out the front window. You're not driving looking in the rearview window. Many people are living their life that way. So you've got to create a vision. You've got to create, have the dream, bring the dream out of the drawer and keep looking forward. You can't go forward and keep the brake on at the same time. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's so funny you talk about a plan. I'm going to reach over the computer here real quick. <coughs> back when I was going through kind of my, my journey to figure out where I wanted to go with this year, I made a plan too. Mm -hmm. and I'll bet you did. It stays on my desk. Um, so Perfect. Just to share with you a little bit, um, this was before I started rowing, which I found to be one of my biggest passions. Yeah. Um, so one of my goals, it said join a crew team. Huh. Um, another thing was it said I wanted to do three big international trips um, in the over the course of the year. 
Um, another said, I wanted to grow my podcast to 100,000 downloads. Well, we just passed like 76,000 downloads, and that's only been from February till June. So I Whoa. think we'll hit that this year. Yes, you will. Um, another was to write a book, and that's a goal I still have, and I'm still going to be working on closer mm -hmm. towards the end of the year. Um, I mean, it, there's a whole list, but essentially I went through, I was laying down one night and I was watching this movie and I wasn't too interested in the movie, but I was thinking, you know, what if I wrote out my life movie of how it is right now? Mm -hmm. Because obviously I don't like this movie on television, so let's figure out what parts of my movie I dislike and let's make it better. Because you have the power. And a lot of people don't see that, though. I know, but you have the power. And here's the thing. The decision I made was that I needed to be responsible for my personal happiness. I needed to be responsible for my personal finances. You know, and at the time I was married, my ex-husband was an accountant by trade. And so while I was out doing the work that I loved, I gave up accountability for the numbers part of my business. And so, well, he'll take care of it. And he'll take care of the personal finances. I'll just go make the money and he'll handle it. What I learned, and here's a lesson for all of you, what I learned when I walked out of the marriage, and I'm going to use Canadian terms here, but I think uh, you can equate it to your 401k. Yep, yep. Ours is RRSP, Registered Retirement Savings Plan. And what happened was he was meeting with our accountant and funneling the money into the spousal retirement fund because I was making more. So it was loading up his retirement fund. And that's one of the reasons I'm working so hard right now is to rebuild my retirement fund. So shame on me. Shame on me. And when you speak about a plan, I'm going to lift up my computer now and show you a bit of my wallpaper here. Can you see it? Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Eh? It's not exactly Martha Stewart uh, decor. Um, and over here is my calendar that I live by. Uh, the thing is, you not only need to have the plan, you've got to write it down yeah. and keep it in front of you like I know what you do. You've got to keep it in front of you and stay focused on that. That's your front window that you're looking at. And in which case, then you're not looking back. You're not defaulting to the negative. And you listen, here's another tip. You are the average. You become the average of the five people you spend time with. So who are those five people? And you earn the average of the five people as entrepreneurs that you hang around with. So I needed to remove myself to create the new life that I wanted, the, the energy that I wanted, the love and support and nurturing that I wanted. Yeah, I mean, it, you make a great point there about who you're spending the most time yeah. with. And that was actually a big decision that I made. So oftentimes I was working out of home when I first got my business off the ground. And mm -hmm. I realized that being around no one was a little bit detrimental uh, for, yeah. to my sanity. Yeah. Um, but I started working in a co-working space. And uh -huh. now I'm surrounded by about 40 to 50 tech startups. And these are people who are all anywhere from my age to about no mm -hmm. more than maybe 10 years older and they're getting businesses off the ground they're working their butts off all the time but they're having a blast doing it um, yeah. and you also brought up something there that I think was interesting is it, you're in your home right now right yeah so I think that it's great that you're willing to show off your transparency in that your calendar is just on the wall. It's not this yeah. fancy overarching idea of some crazy thing that you have to do. Um, oh, no, I actually... listen, I have it here too, believe yeah, me. Yeah. But I am a pen and paper girl. I mean, I these are my tools right here. I live with Post-it notes and flip <coughs> I, I know, that's why we're so in alignment. 
Um, I write out, because here's the other thing I know, being a mindset expert, when you write things out, it imprints on the brain. Mm. And it imprints on your subconscious and your creative subconscious. So whether or not you memorize, it's imprinted in your brain and what you think about comes about. So that is one of the reasons I write everything. And, and this is something that's been kind of proven in athletics and in sports too. I mean, exactly. You've got Olympic weightlifters who you always see them walk up to the bar and they usually pause for like a good 20 seconds. Yep. They're envisioning in their mind what it looks like and feels like to complete that lift. That's exactly right. Now, when I worked with Lou Tice and the Pacific Institute for 10 years, we did uh, coaching work with uh, Olympic athletes. And when you speak to the athletes on the podium and you talk to the one who had the gold, I remember one time there was an interview and somebody asked the, the champion, you know, what differentiated you from the others? And he pulled, I don't have one right handy here, but he pulled an index card out of his um, pocket, he, he had his, like his sweatsuit on, out of his pocket and he said, I write my goals down. Mm. Once they're written down, they're imprinted and then you move towards what you think about. So it's a key, it's a key tip. It's like the secret sauce. Oh yeah. And one quick tip that I have, just maybe a life hack for people that, um, you know, might be interested in this is a lot of the times I'll take my phone and I will screenshot a quote or something or a goal for like that month and I'll make it the background. So every time mm -hmm. I unlock my phone, I can actually see what's going on there. So right now it's not actually a written one. It's actually a picture of a rower because yeah. I am competing in two weeks in my first race. And so for me, it's more motivation to just see the calm and the peace of two rowers in a boat with the sunset coming yeah. up. Um, you are so on the right track. <laughs> you are. But um, yeah, so it, it's, I applaud your willingness to just show transparency and that we are not living some crazy lavish lifestyle. This is not something where I just woke up tomorrow and in, got this inheritance. I mean, this is my yeah. bedroom too here. I just have a nice corner of the wall that I put this foam stuff up behind me so it looks like it's a little fancier. But yeah, yeah I mean, it's really, I've got, you know, nothing fancy here. My bed's right there. My window's right here. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that a lot of this comes from working for yourself. And I know that uh, some people listening right now may not be working for yourselves yet. Uh, you might have an interest in doing so. And when it comes to building a business, you probably get that paralysis of, you know, how am I going to do this? What am I going to yeah. do? So I want to ask you, when you're trying to build your dream, how do you, I mean, obviously it's great to go look at magazines and say, you know, my dream is that white picket fence and those yeah. you know, blue shutters on that house. Yeah. But how do we create our own dream instead of looking at, oh, well, James went to Thailand, so I want to travel there this year and yeah. Sue did this. How do I make it my own? Well, it's funny you mention that because my vision board is down behind me here too because I very much work with vision boards. But here's what I know for sure about that because I used to deliver vision board workshops. People get that concept, but what they don't know and have not been taught is to transfer or translate the vision board into the action steps which bring them into the reality of their dream. So it's very helpful to go through magazines and or on Facebook and look at pictures of your friends in Thailand or to look at your picture rowing and so on. And that's all very helpful. It will stimulate the imagination because I find many of us are creatively constipated. We have no imagination because we have so many electronics doing things and thinking things for us. So I encourage people, go through magazines, 
cut out pictures. <coughs> Excuse me. Shame on you, or I'm sad for you if you go to the doctor's office after me because if I'm reading the magazine and I see something I like, I rip it out and I take it. So I always have a stack of pictures. I only focus on three things. I'll create a life balance wheel and I'll get a sense of where am I at on a scale of one to ten in my life. Mm. Because, listen, it's not just all about work. I made that mistake in my earlier days. It's not just all about work. It's about your career, your health, your physical health, your finances, your community involvement, philanthropic involvement, um, all continuous learning. So I will focus on three areas. Then I'll pull the pictures out and map them out to a vision board in three categories that I want to focus on for the six months. I do it every six months. And then what I do is I take those three categories and I create three goals. I work in threes all the time. Everybody can accomplish three things. So I work in threes. For each of the three categories, I'll create three goals. Specific, tangible, measurable, achievable, but with a bit of a stretch because I like to challenge myself. Of course. So I set the three goals. And with those three goals, then I will transfer those into action steps. I call it backward goal setting. So for example... <coughs> Excuse me. Travel is one of my my loves. My ex husband would go nowhere, nowhere because it costs money, or they didn't speak the language, or I don't like the food. So the minute I left, I created the longest list of places I wanted to travel to, and then I manifested and created the opportunity where I do travel on the private plane now to ten countries every year. It's totally awesome. Thank you. I love it. And so I've been around the world three times. It's I pinch myself. But here's the thing. I'm not special. I'm not extraordinary. These techniques, again, I'm telling you, they're in my book here, available on the website. These steps are so easy. So take the vision board, break it down into three categories, take that and make three goals per category, and then move it into action steps. So my travel adventure this year was to go to Newfoundland, which is the one Canadian province I have not been to yet. Mm. So last January, when I did the vision board, I put Newfoundland, all kinds of pictures, and it's right on the coast. So you'll follow my Facebook adventure because I'm going to do my first kayaking trip ever. I know. I'm going to go see icebergs and just all kinds of adventures, cycling and hiking. And so I set a date. That's backward goal setting. I set the date, so it's July 1st that we're leaving. And from July 1st, setting backward goals to January when I first identified this, what needed to happen to bring it into reality? So when you set the date of July 1st, which is flight date, Mm -hmm. and then you work backwards to June and May and April and March and so on, how much money do I need to cover the flights? What kind of uh, bed and breakfast places do I want to stay in? When will we start the search? So we start to map the action steps onto the calendar starting in January, so that come July 1st, I'm on the plane and it's all handled. And then here's the other tip. Most people will goal set to their goal. And that is one of the downsides, if you will, of Olympians. They will goal set to get to the Olympics. They don't goal set through the Olympics. In other words, to win at the Olympics. Once they arrive at the Olympic Village, the adrenaline... Um, diminishes. Mm. I have reached my goal, but you haven't. So it's the same with my trip to Newfoundland. July 1st, I'll be on the plane, but I've already goal set through to keep the momentum, the energy, the drive going. I've goal set through to the kind of blog I will write. I've goal set through to la la la. So that's the backward goal setting piece that's so important to bringing the vision board 
into the reality. And then the second piece uh, that's so important that people miss is the celebration. Because as human beings, we just keep going. I, I got it done, check, check. Got it done, check, check. Keep going, keep going. You've got to stop and celebrate and wallow. And I encourage my clients that I coach, one of their requirements every Friday in the private Facebook forum is to list five successes from the week. Everyone can do one success a day. They are supposed to keep an index card by their computer every day, write down one thing they're so proud of, they're so happy about, to keep that energy up and to keep that vision forward. And so it's so important to stop and celebrate and read those celebrations. I have a stack of cards because I still do this every day. And what that does, as you read it and celebrate and wallow, that builds your internal self-efficacy, your internal self-confidence. So then when you set a goal that's like way out there and you think, mm, can I do it? You go back to all your cards and go, well, I can do it. Right. I did this. I can do that. And so all of these mindset pieces are critically, they're vital to the success in your personal life, your professional life, and your entrepreneurial life. And I think you had a great point about breaking down the goals and how you do this. And just to close that that age gap for everybody listening who is concerned, oh, well, maybe she's older than me or maybe he's younger than me. Yeah. Uh, the way I do this is when I quit my job, I said, I don't know how I'm going to make the 30000 a year that I was making at my job. Yeah. And the person who was coaching me essentially said, well, let's break this down. You've got 12 months in a year. Yep. So divide that into 30,000. Now you've got 30 days in every, essentially on average, 30 days in a month. Yeah. Divide that up. $83 a day. Exactly. If and I here's, find here's a the way other to piece though. That. Let me add to this because I encourage my coaching clients to have a life while they're building their business. So when you saw that calendar on the wall, which I tell all my clients to buy in January, the first thing you need to cross off is your birthday. I don't think anyone should work on their birthday. Absolutely. And if the birthday falls on a weekend, you should do like a federal holiday and move it to a Monday or move it to a Friday. But you must stop and celebrate you. And I encourage everyone to mark off the holidays. So what that does is really get you very, very focused on how many work days are we talking about and how much revenue must I generate. At the top of every calendar is the revenue goal for the year. Mm. And then broken down by month, by week, by day, like you said. Knowledge is power. When you know the numbers you're dealing with, I'm Shazam. Yeah. It's easy. And it, it it happens. You just I feel like you just kinda have to open up to the world and tell them, like, look world, here's yeah. what I'm doing, here's what I want you to help me do, and yeah. we're gonna do it. You know why people don't do that? They don't want to be held accountable. Ah. What if? It's the what if I don't? What if I fail? And I say well, what if you succeed? Yeah. So and, again, we default to the negative. And you, you absolutely will succeed. And I, I think that's a great way to round this all out. I'd love to share with everybody listening because I know that you have this awesome book. You've got a website yep. people need to check out. Uh, you put on an event every year that people should be checking out. So yep. how about we share with everyone uh, A, where they can find all this stuff and B, how they can keep track of you because I follow all your posts on Facebook. I've been following you since we met and <laughs> I have a blast doing it. Well, thank you. And likewise, because, you know, I can walk into a room of people and quite easily and quickly go, 
there's one, there's one, there's one. And I can spot the people who are living their dream. I can spot the risk takers. I can spot the people who are genuine and authentic and uh, just the real deal. And you're one of the real deals. So I've been following you too. And thank, thank you. you for that. So yeah, the new book, Stop Compromising and <laughs> Make All the Money You Want. It's a do-it-yourself guide for starting up or starting over. And like I said, it not only has my steps in here, but it's an actual workbook, everybody. So you can just sit down with you and the book and work through the steps that I'm guiding you on. And you won't and feel so bad about writing in it because there's actual <laughs> lines in the book for you to write on. Exactly, exactly. And when you're having so much fun and you want all your friends to have this too, then you can just send them right back to the website, hirepat.com. It's hirepat.com right up there on the banner. Uh, because I do professional speaking and um, coaching with entrepreneurs. And then thirdly, yes, my big event in Toronto, it's our fourth annual three-day event. I'm so proud of it because these types of events for entrepreneurs are very common in the United States. Not so much here four years ago when I started. So I've very much been the trendsetter up here. And what I love about it is I keep attracting an audience of hungry, enthusiastic, eager entrepreneurs. So this year it's October 19, 20, and 21 at the Sheraton Airport Hotel. You can go to wealthmakerstoronto.com. I spend three days with entrepreneurs, and it's fabulous to be in a room of people who get it, right, and who get you. That's the best part. So day one is all about mindset. I'll teach you everything I know about mindset because it's all about mindset. Yeah. So we cover fear and risk-taking and courage and goal-setting and habits and all, all that stuff. Day two is marketing, online and offline. Day three is money because that's what business is all about. I have some amazing speakers coming up, including Suzanne Evans, my coach, and it's just it's going to be a fabulous event. We're expecting up to 200 entrepreneurs. So mark your calendar. And um, quite honestly, you know, if we can post somewhere, anybody listening to your podcast, I would love to offer them a complimentary ticket. Come as my guest. So let's find a way of doing that. We'll set up a link for you and send it to you if that's helpful. Yep. And I would love to invite your audience. If they're listening to you and your podcast and following you, they're my kind of people. Awesome. Well, I will make sure I'm going to write a note right now so I don't forget to send that out to anybody. And we're going to make sure that everyone gets a link so that they can get access to that event. Fabulous. Awesome. This has been so much fun. Yes. And oh, your Twitter handle one more time. Pat Michu. Yeah. So we need to spell it because it's really Monsieur. It's very French. <laughs> so it's M-U-S-S-I-E-U-X. Perfect. At issue. Yeah. So everyone head on over to hirepat.com. Follow yep. her on Twitter, Facebook. She's doing awesome things and definitely check out her book. Thanks. Alrighty. Yeah, do that. <laughs> it's been great spending some time with you. It's always great to catch up and I can't wait to see you at the next event that we're at together. Fabulous. Thank you so much. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye.